0: Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I am your host, Shane Bacon, and not sure if you heard, but the Masters starts tomorrow. Not a lot of people are talking about it. I feel like it probably needed a little bit more hype, but this is your official Clubhouse Masters preview podcast, and it includes Scott Van Pelt of ESPN.com, who will be headlining their coverage, and Paul Azinger. Of course, you know everything about Paul Azinger. He'll be working for the BBC this week, calling action at Augusta National. Both jumped on. We talked preview. We talked golf course. We all gave our picks out, and it was a lot of fun to do. So check out both those interviews. A lot of fun. And this week's podcast, of course, is brought to you by Ogio. Summer, just around the corner. I know there's azaleas blooming, but summer is approaching. And with that means a lot of things. Sun, beach, camp, a drink or two, and of course, vacation. And vacation means travel. Nothing is worse than heading out on a trip and realizing you forgot something important. So what do you do? You switch to an OGO bag. All OGO travel bags Come with their signature thoughtful organization, so you have a place to put all your most important things. You could add in smart features like separate pockets for dirty clothes, a dedicated place for your shoes. Now your life is easier when you get home. So make sure you check out ojio.com for a special back-to-summer deal. 25% off all travel bags on ojio.com. If you use the promo code CLUBHOUSE, promo code CLUBHOUSE, it saves you 25% OJIO, the world's best bags. And, oh, if you're in need of a backpack, I've got a deal for you. A free backpack, an Ozio Renegade backpack, the best they make, including the Clubhouse logo on it. It's a beauty. The best way to do it, it's easy. All you got to do is follow at the Clubhouse Pod on Instagram. There's going to be a post of the backpack up today. Go on it, tag two friends who you think would like this podcast right here, and type in your pick this week for the Masters and the winning score. Whoever gets it right will land the backpack, and I'll fill the backpack with some goodies for you just to make it even more worth your while. So go to at the Pod on Instagram, follow the account, tag two friends, give me your winner with the winning score, and boom, you are entered. And also a reminder, if you're not a Clubhouse newsletter diehard, this is the week to sign up. I'm going to be pumping out a newsletter on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's mornings just to get you set for that day's action. All the articles you need to read from the day before, updated leaderboard, odds, Old golf shots that never get old, the psycho scorecard from the day before, all the fun stuff that you want to see. I just pushed out a Wednesday newsletter as well, so plenty of stuff happening there. That'll be the best way to find all the golf news you want, so make sure you do that. The groups have been announced. We've got Tiger out with Tommy Fleetwood and Mark Leishman. They're going to be part of that featured digital group coverage on Thursday, so thank you so much, Fred Ridley. We really appreciate it. If you're going to go out to Augusta for the first two days, may I suggest Following that Bubba Watson, Jason Day, and Henrik Stenson group. Bubba is an artist, you know that, but this place seems to bring the best out in his ball strike. And he's been driving the ball great this year. And trust me, it is a thing to watch, a thing of beauty when he hits that driver at Augusta and shapes it around some of these holes. So that's the group to go watch. I feel like the Tiger Circus is going to be enormous. So if you want to see some great golf from some of the best players in the world, that I think is your best chance. Make sure you check out the Ogio deal, 25% off at Ogio.com for all your travel bags. And let's get to these interviews. Two heavy hitters here on the clubhouse, and we'll start with Scott Van Pelt. Welcome back into the clubhouse. It is a tradition unlike any other, probably not the most famous one of the week. But Scott Van Pelt joins us, of course. He'll be a big part of the ESPN coverage here at the Masters this week. And I wanted to ask, first and foremost, give us your reaction of your first walk around Augusta National this year compared to years past.
1: It's the same as every year, Shane. It's just, uh, I, and I say this with total sincerity. I mean, it's, it's going to, I realize we're cynical uh, people in cynical times, but I'm just, I get reflective. I get thankful. I just walk around and I think I'm back at this place. It's, uh, it's, I was just talking to Marty Smith, my colleague who's, uh, who's new here. He's like, this place ain't even real, man. I said, <laughs> I, it's, it's hard to fathom. It's hard to describe unless you've been here before. Uh, but it's the same deal. I just, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm amazed that that I get to spend my week here. It's my favorite week of the year. And this year, given all that's in play, uh, there's, a, there's a, a sort of a heightened sense of uh, anticipation. You don't often hear people roar for uh, someone walking out onto the practice range on a Monday. That happened yesterday when Tiger <laughs> came out there. People are so fired up that he's here. It's hard to, hard to even describe.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw crowds, pictures of, of crowds yesterday when he chipped in on two during a practice run on a Monday. I mean, the, the roars rarely happen like that. Uh, in that opening round especially the opening day but conditions at Augusta can really dictate what champion we get I mean we've seen fast and firm and conditions and you can get a completely different type of winner than when it's going to be wet and and receptive what do you feel like the conditions will look like forecast looks like this week and how do you think the course is going to play
1: Thursday Friday look perfect Uh, Saturday looks really dodgy I mean it's it's you never know and I'm kind of a weather nerd and I'm I know I understand my northeast weather better than I do down here. I don't know what to expect. Um, but, I mean, it looks like Saturday could be rainy and in the 50s, which I, I can't remember the last time you saw guys out in, you know, wetsuits really having to deal with not just, not just rain but with cool temperatures. That would be unusual. Um, but it looks like the first two could be exactly what you picture when you kind of close your eyes and think about what the Masters look like. And then Saturday could be – Atypical. And if that's the case, then it's just a matter of, as you know, who gets the worst of it. You know, are you out there playing when it's pouring or are you out there when it's after it's rained and then the greens are actually receptive to uh, to approach shots? So, I mean, Saturday is a wild card day uh, and it, I, I don't I don't know what to expect, but it, it looks like they definitely expect a, a decent amount of rain.
0: And you said you're a weather nerd in the Northeast. I lived there for a year. I mean, you don't have to look at the weather for five months. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be snowy and cold, and you wear two jackets. That's that's pretty much how it works.
1: Yeah, well, and, and uh, you know, the, I, I referenced the Prince song, Sometimes It Snows in April. My <laughs> wife was sending me a picture. I said, honey, I'm not in charge of the weather. Um, i Gotta go, Pimento Cheese. Does work. So. <laughs> let me let me send
0: you a picture of the azaleas. Uh, no, yeah,
1: I, I did. I, I chose not to go that route yesterday. I, I think that would didn't, be. Didn't, I think that'd to, be a smart move. Didn't need to rub anybody's nose. No, it,
0: I understand. Well, well, the main point of every Masters combo pre-tournament this week, especially, is of course going to be Tiger Woods. I mean, his first start since 15, second in his last five five years at Augusta National. We've seen plenty of positive signs. I think more than most people that pay attention to the sport expected to see this early. So I ask you, Scott Van Pelt. Should we be expecting what so many people are hoping to see this week from a 42-year-old that has just a few starts, or should we maybe scale it back a little bit, considering the moment?
1: Oh, we, no one's good at that. Who's good at tempering <laughs> expectation, right? I mean, who, who, who on the night before Christmas goes, man, I hope I get a, hope I get a cookbook. I mean, just bring the socks. Why, yeah. Why, why temper expectations? I, I think that and you know this as well as anybody that the club to watch is, is the driver. Can he lean on it? Can he trust it? Because you can't just, you can't hide from it out here. You, you have to have it as a, a, not just a club you can use, but a club that you want to use. Think about when he was destroying this golf course. What, what did he just overpowered it? Well, you can't overpower Augusta national in 2018 with driving irons and three woods. And, um, I, the, the, the driver's the wild card because of that swing speed that he's got as high as he's got it. He's got enough length to get it out there. And he's, we, he's shown over the years, he's comfortable, you know, coming into greens with, with more club than other guys. But, you know, if you're trying to, if you're trying to come in with, you know, fives and six irons and, and John Rahm and Dustin Johnson, and Justin Thomas and guys like that are coming in with, you know, wedge through eight. Well, that's not a fair fight. So, um, I, I, I'm just excited that he's here, the same way everybody else is. But I, I don't think that you can believe the driver enough to, to be sand on monday tuesday wednesday hey he's going to be the guy leading come thursday i just i just don't think that's realistic
0: yeah i mean that that is something that i feel like i've been preaching this year despite the finishes his short game has been as good as maybe it has ever been which is hard to say i mean he's been unbelievable around the greens not just with the putting i mean the the pitching and the the, the short game shots we've seen have been really you know better than anybody on tour which for a 42 year old is pretty impressive but again got to get the ball in play even with short rough you have to get the ball in place. So it'll be fun to watch the first couple of days. Is he going to pull driver, you know, on more than four or five holes? We'll see. But like you said, if you're hitting six ironed into these greens and Justin Thomas has wedge, it's going to be a completely different ball game. I do want to ask about Tiger. I mean, you, you follow Tiger since you turned professional. You've done one-on-ones with him. I mean, you're as close to him as any media member, if I could say that. I mean, you're minute ball level, arm's length away from him. But could a moment get to this guy at this point? Is there a chance that a moment could get to him like the Masters, or do you think he's as fired up as we are to see him play?
1: I think the thing that people largely forgot about him, even when he was when he was at superhuman level, is that that the the, the, the word after super is human, and he's human. And sure, he gets he gets nervous, he gets emotional, and and uh, being in the in the fight and being in the middle of the arena, as they say, is is not a place he's spent a ton of time lately so it would be unreal just as it would be unrealistic to think he's going to come out here and stripe it down every fairway with his driver it would be unrealistic to think he'd be standing on those tees feeling totally unmoved by the moment and the circumstance I mean he's going to be he's going to feel this sure uh, but I also think that when he does feel it he'll remember what it felt like to be the guy standing in the spot where everybody in the world was expecting him to deliver and then he did so I I, I think this I remember telling David Duval years ago when he kind of when he kind of lost a little bit after he was number one in the world, and he said, you know, I, I just don't I don't know standing over the ball. I'm not confident. I said, David, every person that's ever stood over the golf ball in his his or her life knows what that feels like. But you got to remember one thing: you know what it feels like to stand over the golf ball and know you're the number one player in the world. How many people know what that feels like? And Tiger's one of those people. He knows what that feels like. He's got that frame of reference, and that'll be the. That'll be the fascinating battle, you know, the battle between the guy that remembers what it was like to be the king of the world and the guy that hadn't been the king of the world for the last little bit.
0: So say he, and, and I'm not going to say this week, I mean, I know we're talking Masters, but just say, for instance, he wins a major championship this year, which, again, I think a lot of us didn't even think he'd be playing in majors, maybe coming going forward at this point. Would you rank mm-hmm. it up there in his top two, three, four accomplishments of his career? I mean, he's got the cut streak, he's got the Tiger Slam. This has to rank up there, considering what we've seen from him as one of the most impressive things, if he's able to get himself in contention this weekend, for goodness sakes, walk away with a green jacket.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And I think in many ways, and I've told him this, I told and I cuz I mean it. I think this will be ultimately the most interesting act of the play. Because think about this, Shane, when he was when he was Superman and he was doing what he was doing, none of us could relate to that. No one could. But as a as a 40-something dad with a bald spot who's been through it, who's made some mistakes, who's learned some hard lessons, we can relate to that. We've, we've had troubles. We've all struggled. The idea of getting up off the deck and being that guy again after so many people thought he never could be, without question, that would be right there with whatever else he did. Of course, 97, to me, st- always will stand alone because it was just this thunderbolt from, from the golfing gods. Like, he's here. Get ready get used to it this isn't going to change for a while so 97 for me will always be the thing but after that to be the to be the twice that age with the scars all over your body and the and the and the emotional scar tissue to win again and by the way he's gonna win again whether it's a major or something else he's gonna win again right yes that will be right there on the on the very very short list of, of the great accomplishments of his of a life that has more accomplishments than just about anybody
0: All right, I'm going to ask you to rank these outside of Tiger Wins storylines. Tiger Wins, that's the biggest storyline in sports for the entire 2018. But here we go. I'm going to give you five, okay? Mm -hmm. Rory wins the Grand Slam, or completes the Grand Slam. Rory wins this week as number one. Phil wins the fourth green jacket, joins Arnie and Tiger with four right behind Jack. Jordan Spieth snags a second green jacket at the age of 24. Of course, he uh, struggled a little bit this year, played well at the Houston Open, but regains the title of Mr. Augusta of this current generation dj who is somehow flying under the radar at world number one wins his second major championship and last will be justin thomas who would win two majors in a row going to shinnecock hills with a chance for three in a row will you rank those five for storylines that you think would get the most buzz
1: phil would be one because he'd be he'd be the oldest here even though it doesn't feel like it right jack at 46 felt older than phil at 47 um because well, Jack hadn't won, you know, a month before the way Phil
0: had, and he didn't so, have himself me, his, was, himself leaping on his own shoes too. I mean, I feel like that right. ages him down a couple years.
1: Right. Well, th- Phil, Phil, Phil to me would be one. Rory to, to complete the slam would be two, just because you're talking about a very, very, very elite and, and small group. And then after that, it would be some combination of, you know, if Thomas wins, then that's two majors in a row. Um, if Spieth wins, just given the fact that he's been not you know he's been off by his standards this year with a putter and then dj dj would be interesting to me just because he's on the list chain of the, the how many guys are there on the list of oh he'll, he'll win at Augusta, right you just say like rory oh he'll win at Augusta. we said it for South sure. Sergio for
0: years you know we said it about he's, ernie, he's, ernie ells
1: well that, that's what i was going to get to you the, here's the thing about you're going to win at Augusta sometime ernie was going to win here greg norman was going to win here tom weiskopf was going to win here like Davis Love III, certainly he would get, he would win here someday. When you have a chance to win here, you better win here because if you don't grab that opportunity, you don't know when that opportunity comes again. So, you know, Dustin winning here would be it's almost unthinkable. A year later, after how how um, how hot he was entering last year, and then whatever you know, the, the not being able to play. Right. This year, the last time we saw him down in Austin, he's you know two in a water and, man, and, a, and a hole in match play. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> um, it, it feels like that would be the most, of those storylines, that feels the most unlikely to me, even though he's right there on the short list as the betting favorites, simply because the talent he's got makes him that. But I just think right now he enters with the least amount of um, buzz isn't the right word, but Maybe my my belief in those storylines is probably the least uh, in him of any of them.
0: Right, and I mean in, in the intrigue again, it's so interesting that the people seem to forget at times about him and his talent. I would ask you three short, quick ones. One, are you going to give uh, a pick? Are you going to give a winner's pick this week? <laughs> I, I we're
1: actually we're actually going to do something today where we pick, and I always think I don't I, I don't think anybody ever cares what I say. I know. I come know. Here, you might as well you might as well make a pick. But you no, know, I, I I like Justin Thomas. I i uh, I think that there's golf, the game of variance, right? You know, you, you smother hook one on one and you block one on right. And you're, you know, there's 120 yards between the two shots you just hit, And these guys obviously narrow that down. I think Justin's got the, 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 the least variance in his rounds. I feel like he's consistently excellent. And um, that's a, that's a, confident young man i really like the, the i like the way he walks around the golf course i, I like him this
0: week I, I like jimmy on the back too I, I saw him earlier in the season you know jimmy was obviously dealing with some some injuries and stuff like that and was off the bag and he seems to really calm him down which i think is very 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 important at Augusta national if you're a vegas guy i would love the bet of pick a justin to win because i like justin rose as well second is um what's the weight gain this week for you i mean do you go up like six pounds with all the sandwiches and and things you go down with <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I, I only, it's offset by, by walking everywhere. I, I, um, when I When I'm done with you, I'm going to walk over to our set, and I walk through the par three course. There's a lot of hills here. So I tell myself that all those chicken sandwiches and all those little sweet delectables that I managed to nibble on throughout the week are, are offset by wandering uh, the golf course. I'm sure it's not true, um, but it's, I, I, I have a little time off on the back end. I make a point not to get on the scale early in that next week. Very
0: smart move. You're a smart man. Last thing. I know you already said it. This is your favorite week. How early yeah. out do you plan the suit tie combos for your master's <laughs> attire? Do you go like 3 weeks
1: this is, out? This is embarrassing. I uh I, I went through uh I went through all the stuff in my closet uh like 2 weeks ago just to make sure everything was dry clean and kind of ready <laughs> to go and my wife was 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 mocking me because I'm not that guy. I'm not a planner. I don't do well like weeks out with ideas, but uh la- it was a it was more than a week out. I had, I had and ties on hangers in my closet, ready to go. And, and again, my wife, uh, she was just heckling me. Like, like, what are you, like, what is this? Like garanimals? You got your stuff laid out and, and like matching gear for, you know, you're just like, do you want to go now? Well, no, I'm, I'll i go when I'm supposed to go, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was mapped out. You got to make sure you got your, you got your light blues, your pinks, your purples, you know, some azaleas, some colors, you you know, you got to make sure. Like when we used to do the Open, which I miss desperately. But when we used to do the Open, you 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 didn't care as much because all you needed to make sure you had were many many different Gore-Tex on, right? right? <laughs> many many different rain-resistant. Dude, how
0: many gloves That's do really- I own?
1: exactly and you're like where's my wool hat and then you you'd need it um and actually you know, it sounds like maybe we might need that here this year on saturday which I, i'd be sadly lacking in that but i will have a sweet tie pocket square combination even if it's raining i promise you
0: well svp let them know when they can watch you this week on espn and and, and what time you guys are going to come on
1: well i look everybody knows that in I, I I understand the frustration. I wish Thursday morning at you know at eight a.m. we could be watching from the start to the finish. We know that we know the world we live in, and we don't have start to finish. But we're on with round one and two starting at three. There will be coverage all morning long, highlights, extended highlights uh, from ten a.m. on uh, with SportsCenter at obviously that's East Coast time. So that's Thursday and Friday. Uh, I'm not sure when this pod's going up. So in the meantime, um, Wednesday, par three contest, if it goes five Eastern, we will do a, um, uh, an hour long preview. We'll have segments on Sports Center day and night. And, uh, you know, we'll, I mean, they're. I start to say they get their money's worth, but I mean, I know you and I know I do it for free. So we're we're happy to we're happy to hunker down and, and cover it from start to finish with the presser's thir- Tuesday, all the other stuff Wednesday. And then once they start playing Thursday, um, as much as we're allowed to bring it, we do.
0: It is going to be a special, special week. I am excited. This has to be. The most golf love you get on Twitter, for sure. Not you Dating back to, I mean, there wasn't Twitter around 25 years ago when you were doing Golf Channel, for goodness sakes. This has to be when all the golfy people come out and approach you. I do it, for goodness sakes. I appreciate the time. As always, have a great time this week. We're excited to watch.
1: Thanks for having me, and keep doing great work yourself. You know how much I enjoy and appreciate uh,
0: what you do. I appreciate that, man. Thanks. Okay, before we get to Paul Azinger, I wanted to remind you that while the Azaleas are in full bloom, they are in full bloom. Summer is just around the corner. And that means you're about to do some traveling. You know what makes traveling more fun? Bags you can trust. So what do you do? You switch to an Ogio bag. That's what. Make the most of your precious time off this summer and upgrade to Ogio, Special for listeners of the Clubhouse. You can celebrate back to summer with Ogio by saving 25%. That's a fourth. I'm almost positive on all your travel bags at Ogio.com with the promo code Clubhouse. 25% off if you go to Ogio.com and purchase a travel bag. Ogio, the world's best bags all right let's get to zinger and we welcome back into the clubhouse everybody's favorite guest. let's be honest paul a zinger and paul in augusta national in augusta georgia this week you're working for the bbc i thought you only worked for fox man what's going on
2: man you know what i noticed i noticed curtis works for espn this week too <laughs> we're all over the place everywhere been- so what,
0: what do you do what are you doing for the bbc what do you guys do I'm this like week the-
2: i'm the lone american voice <laughs> for the bbc golf and it's so great they all my like little american sayings they freak out over there on twitter and but i've been enjoying it um the first two days we just call golf live uh to tape and it's really it, it's so funny um it'll be like the guy will be in my ear and he go okay Paul, over to number 15 this will be sergio garcia's second shot <laughs> go ahead Paul. okay here's 15 poles. sergio garcia's second shot good job Paul." over oh, to 14. I mean that's what we're doing <laughs> Thursday Friday.
0: <laughs> I mean that's that sounds like you can nail that. You might you might be able to do play by play.
2: Oh, I know. And then uh Saturday Sunday we call live. So I've been calling the Masters live with ESPN. I was doing the 3D TV for several years and we just we called it live. I, it's amazing. You know, I don't think I've ever heard Faldo um uh, call the Masters uh since since he got this gig here pretty
0: weird wow is that shots fired is that is that early shots no, it's
2: fired a, it's not really shots fired it's just like well, you know the reality is i'm doing it for someone else and i don't ever get to watch the cbs telecast which i've always loved to watch so <laughs> but,
0: uh, but anyway it, it, it's a good it's, week and, and and it's it's an interesting week because you know we go on this huge gap between major championships on the pga tour i mean you get the pga championship at the end of the season then you go you know seven eight months basically until you get the masters and i think that helps obviously with the hype, this is one of the most hypes, Masters, that probably have ever happened in my lifetime. What was Masters week like as a player, not just the week of, but leading up to it, knowing that you know you had a few we- few weeks, a couple of months under your belt of PJ Tour play, and you had that date looming, what was it like as you got ready for that?
2: Well, I generally would over-prepare. I played the Masters 17 times. And uh, there's this anticipation of uh, what it was. And back, you know, in the 80s when I was playing in the 90s and the 2000s, it was, you know, it was a pretty small golf course. And you're going to get to hit a lot of wedges. Uh, But it's lost its charm in that regard. It is now a big monster golf course with one inch rough, and they've planted pine trees everywhere, and it's much more difficult. So I, I think the anticipation going into the Masters now is a lot more of a burden. When before you felt like you could make a lot of birdies and make the crowd roar and get some of that crystal if you make an eagle. Um, you know, it's the most special event, I feel, for the players. As a player, just getting in the event was very difficult. Uh, but gosh, man, the, the uh, excitement coming to the Masters in the 80s and the 90s was unbelievable. I imagine now that for these guys, as big and as difficult as the course has become, I think it's much more difficult, especially with the 24-hour coverage of golf and uh, you know ESPN and Fox 1 and you and the Golf Channel and Twitter and all that stuff. I, I just feel like it's made it a much more difficult tournament to win. It's not what's physically on the outside that we see that allows these guys to play great and win this particular tournament. It's what's on the inside that makes these guys great, that are able to win this tournament. And when Sergio won, you know, I always thought about Sergio, I always thought either either never recover from your mistakes, either learn from your mistakes or you never recover from them. Well, he did and he did it at the what I've, I've always felt was the most difficult place to win because it's what's on the inside that makes you a masters champion.
0: You know what's interesting Paul and and I was I was my sister's visiting right now and she you know she's a pretty big sports fan as as my family is and she was looking at the champions dinner photo from yesterday and her first note she said was there's not many young guys in this picture and I mean she means the Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas' age, you know, yeah. 24, 25-year-old. Is this the hardest event to win as a young player, knowing everything that comes with it?
2: Well, I'm not sure because, you know, Jack won it when he was young and Arnold won it when he was young and Gary won it when he was young and Jordan won it young, Tiger won it young. You know, that I hear Justin Thomas or you know, maybe not him, maybe I don't know who it was, but somebody was saying that this generation of players are were all better younger. No, you're not. You're, everyone was better younger. You know, Jack was winning the U.S. Open when he was in his early 20s. I right. mean, it's, these guys are the best younger, but they're, they're different than the other generations, but they're not better. They're, they're not better than the younger generations before. There's not more good younger players. Every person that's made history did it young, I think. Very rarely do you see somebody. But now Augusta's different because there's so much local knowledge. Generally, you have to get, you know, you're a little older, sometimes your 10th appearance before you win the Masters uh, because you finally figured it out. But it it's not like that for the greatest players in the game. It just isn't. They were, they're great young. And when you say the players are better, younger, if anyone says the players are younger and better today, no, they're not. It's, it's always been like this for golf.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot easier to make a putt when you're 24 than when you're 34, let's be honest. And uh, and you, you, you touched on this a little bit. You said, you know, this is a very interesting week. I mean, is it the most unique week for players, for guys inside the ropes? Because rarely, if ever, are they going to be playing with just a marker and, and just a score. I mean, there's no media, you know, there's no cameramen inside the ropes. It's just the players in there. It has to feel not lonely, but it's got to feel very unique for these guys considering – you know, at the Honda Classic, they're going to have 50 people in the ropes following them.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, every hole, every first tee, every putting green, you know, you're, you're when you walk to the first tee, it's like walking into the theater and you're the lead actor, you know. And the audience is full and they're quiet and they're waiting for you. And uh, it happens every hole here. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a lonely feeling but it is a
0: it, <sighs> it's got to be daunting. I mean, it, it's got to be it's it's got to be stressful almost to to since knowing all those people are there and like you said, it's quiet and there's nobody yelling. I mean, if you yell, you're out. So, it's it's the only place that that, that you can do this. You can have this.
2: It it's the most polite crowd in the world <laughs> and uh they love who, you know, they they got their favorites that they love, but they appreciate everything that's going on and you know, I say one thing about the masters Nobody's caught off guard here. No one's, uh, you know, first, no first timers coming here naive about what this is all about and what this means. You know, you play your first tour event and you get on tour, you go through tour school maybe, and, you know, you're kind of naive about what it's all about. Everybody that's playing this game for a living's watched this their whole life, and they know what this is all about. And I just feel like if you win here, man, you got heart. You got a lot of heart. And uh, that crowd is the most knowledgeable crowd. They say that British Open crowd's knowledgeable. These are the same people on Saturday, Sunday that were here 20 years ago, right. most of them, you know. There's some newcomers, but this is the most knowledgeable crowd, and it's the most well-behaved. And when if you grab the lead or you're close to that lead on a Saturday or Sunday, buddy, there's no hiding, and there's no way you don't know what this means. You cannot win here. Uh, and, like, when I had a chance to win the British In 1987, and I lost, I didn't even realize what that was, that I was losing. But I knew what the Masters was. Right.
0: You (laughs) knew knew what came with this win. I mean, and that's what Curtis Strange said, the same thing. I mean, I've asked him a couple times about, you know, how close he's come to winning the Masters. And it seems like, you know, with guys like y'all that were the best in the world, that won major championships – it, it seems like this was the event that you kind of look back on and you guys, you know, you kind of get those glazy eyes and, and there is that moment where you're thinking about, man, you know, if, if I hadn't hit this shot or if I would have made that putt, uh, you know, oh, you, yeah. you, you'd be invited every single year and you'd be in that dinner. And it, it it has to feel like that for players on both sides, really. I mean, a guy that snuck in and won one has to be thinking that, that maybe didn't have an amazing career compared to somebody like a Curtis Strange.
2: I uh, I said to my buddy yesterday, we were standing there, on the first tee watching Dustin Johnson. And I said, you know, if I would won this tournament, I'd have never quit playing. And, you know, I quit playing at age 52. <laughs> but I don't think I would have if I'd have won the Masters. I think I'd have just kept on going. And there's guys like Larry Mize, who's 58 or 9 years old, still get to play the Masters every year, and he tees it up, you know. Uh, there's just something different about it, something special about it. And I agree with you when you said early on, it is probably the most anticipated Masters of my lifetime because everybody that's anybody has done something to accelerate their confidence coming in, even Jason Day. I don't know anybody that makes golf look harder than Jason Day, but Jason Day won San Diego, and he's got confidence coming in. McIlroy, Justin Thomas, two wins, Bubba, two wins. This is going to be, and then, of course, the Tiger factor. I just look for Tiger to get in contention right away here. Uh, i 'd be surprised if Tiger isn 't contending on Sunday, and uh, you know these guys all say they want to play against Tiger. They want to know what that 's all about. Well, buddy, when Tiger puts that side eye on you, you don 't want that
0: <laughs> you 've talked about it on this podcast before. You said there are moments when you 've been in that arena with Tiger Woods when he was at his best, and it is yeah. an, it, and you 're a guy that doesn 't get intimidated much, and you've said it was, a, no. it was a very different feeling.
2: Well, you know, uh, I saw Tiger from beginning to end. The first day he showed up, 1997, all the way till it ended. And now it's coming back. I think he's a living miracle that he can play the way he's playing, having his back fused and all that. Um, We're watching a miracle in action. It's a great way. It's the only way for him to really restore his legacy. And he's in the process of doing it, and we get to watch it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, he shows up with black pants and that red shirt I remember being paired with him in the last group at Muirfield Village, right in the peak of his prime, 2001. And my whole thing, my shtick was when I got down to that first tee in the last group, I wanted to be the last one down there so those guys could hear him cheering for me. And uh, I looked around that putting green, and Tiger was gone. And so I headed on down to the first tee. Well, he'd gone to the bathroom. I didn't see it. And when I got down there, I looked around. I'm like, where is he? Where is he? And then I looked up, and you got to walk downhill to get to that first tee from the putting green at Muirfield Village, and here he comes, black pants and a shirt the color of blood. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I let this happen. And I said, you know, I looked at my caddy. I said, I got to tell you that that red shirt works. <laughs> and we laughed. <laughs> we laughed. But he whooped my butt that day. He shot 65 like falling off a log. And, uh, but, you know, when he gets that side eye back, when he's got his arms folded and he's looking straight ahead, but he's really looking at you, and you catch that, you're like, man, this guy's side-eyeing me. And when Tiger side-eyes you, you better watch out. <laughs> and, 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 I,
0: and I wonder, I, I wanted to ask you this about Tiger. We were going to get into Tiger a little bit later, but obviously he is the big story of this Masters. He's been the big story of the 2018 PGA Tour season. The, the comeback has happened really, really quickly. I think a lot quicker than anybody that has played golf in any capacity would have figured this was going to happen. I mean, coming back is tough. You've come back to golf how tough is it to get your game back to get the short game back to figure this out this quickly like tigers done in 2018 when so many people have written him off
2: well he had his you know several little comebacks this is the first one where he didn't have the physical setback and we just got to keep hoping that he doesn't get a physical setback during this comeback but that physical setback means he can't swing the club the other physical setbacks were that he couldn't chip the ball you know, he couldn't – he he chunked, he dubbed it. I talked to Butch Harmon about it yesterday quite a bit, and he said, you know, I'm completely surprised that his short game came back the way it did. He thinks he's swinging great, and Butch has high hopes for Tiger Woods, uh, as do I. But uh, the only – there's no shortcut to success, Shane. You can't hope for it, and you can't wish for it. you got to prepare, and you got to work. And he's been working. You don't get lucky and hit the shots he hits you know, at Bay Hill or the shots he hit in uh, St. Pete at Ennisbrook, um because you're used to be good, because you used to be good. You're, it's because you have put in the work. And uh, I just say that uh, he works as hard as anybody. He knows how to work. He knows how to prepare. And then when that look in his eyes, I, I noticed it at St. Pete, but when, when it, when he got that look in his eye at Bay Hill, I just said, that's, that's, he's back. That's real. And, uh, you know, so like I said, it's not necessarily the physical what's on the outside. It's, it's what's on the inside that we can't see, and that's what's back with him, and that's an inner confidence that I think uh, really bodes well for his future and for our future as fans of golf because, let's face it, <laughs> that's who we want to watch.
0: <laughs> can, can he compete this week if he's still scared of the driver? I mean, can he actually get himself in contention if he's hitting it left and right off the tee?
2: I don't think so, but uh, I think he can eliminate that. I don't think he can win here hitting irons off the tee, um, but there's nobody can putt like him, and nobody can putt these greens like him. And, you know, I say this all the time, but when push comes to shove, it always comes down to the putt. And, you know, you watch these guys trying to win tournaments the last several weeks and other than Rory running the tables. They just miss putts that they need to make from eight right. feet, ten feet. We don't see Tiger do that. He never did that. He never does it. He still doesn't do it. He's the greatest putter that's ever played golf, and I believe he still is. And uh, I'm not close. And I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to say the number one player in the world is ranked one twenty-fifth or whatever he's ranked. I don't know what he's ranked, but I'm close to saying it. <laughs> the best player in the world is ranked whatever Tiger is. Right. That's what I want to say because I feel like he's already. I think he's already the best player in the world but his numbers don't prove it.
0: Well, Brennan Porath wrote a great piece over at SB Nation about Tiger. He said this would be the greatest major championship win of all time. He quoted you in his story, and it was this. it's kind of the moniker you go back to, the artist becomes an engineer. And I think this yeah. really started when you started to say this about Tiger. This was a guy that was beautiful with his golf swing, with his putting stroke, with everything, and then he started to get too technical. Do you see him moving back towards that artist now without the swing coach? It seems like he's out there kind of – playing golf as opposed to, to, you know, thinking
2: golf. Well, you know, also, I I felt like he finally took his game out of the laboratory. And, uh, you know, everybody wanted to swing like Tiger, but Tiger. That that was what was so weird. And he kept making these changes. And when he had Butch, you know, Butch was – it was unbelievable. I mean, everybody knows that. When he went to Hank, I don't know if Hank changed his swing or if his swing changed with Hank. And he did all his damage, a lot of good damage when he was with Hank. But when he left Hank, you know, you could see five or six things. When he left Butch, maybe one thing, if you were picky, you would pick out a Tiger Swing. But when he got left Hank, it was probably five or six things you would have been saying. Obviously, everybody, the whole industry saw stuff. Then he went to Sean Foley, who's, a, you know, he's kind of an intellectual bully. And uh, when you get, when you, he put his game right in the laboratory, dude. And, uh, but now he's got it out of there. And so maybe the artist has become engineer again. And maybe, uh, Everybody wants to swing like Tiger again, and even Tiger does. So that's, that's my hope. I think this is he's really turned the corner uh, mentally and uh, physically being uninjured and without pain is just a miracle. I think he's a walking miracle.
0: All right, Zinger, I asked Scott Van Peltis, and he gave me his pick to win. I'm going to ask you as well, if you could give us a pick right now on Sunday that's going to don the green jacket, who is your favorite, as you if you will, going into Thursday? Tiger. Tiger. You're an animal. I'm picking
2: Tiger. I can't not pick Tiger because I think he's the best putter. I think he knows the course the best. I think his confidence is right there where it uh, is going to allow him to be in contention and and, uh, come Sunday when uh, it's all on the line. I think if he's there, I I pick Tiger. My other pick would maybe be uh, Bubba or Justin Thomas. Um, Justin Thomas is playing great. I don't know if he putts good enough to win the Masters. It's all about that putter at the Masters, and it's about what's on the inside and that heart. And, uh, you know, you're either afraid to win it or you're willing to to try. You know, and I think a lot of guys are willing to try to win this tournament um, that are confident and are red hot. But uh, I'm picking Tiger just because I've seen the look in his eye. And uh, maybe I have more confidence in him than he has in himself. I don't know, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you, you mentioned this, and it's something I've, I've – I haven't preached this, but I've been, I've been interested in it. You mentioned the putting, and, and you say Augusta comes down to putting, and everybody talks about it. These greens are unrelated more than any place you uh-huh. play in, on the PGA Tour. Why is it that bad putters have won here – Recently, I mean, we've seen Adam Scott, who struggled with the flat stick. We've seen Sergio, uh-huh. who struggled putting. Bubba, not a great putter from inside five feet. How are these guys able to figure out these greens when so many players can't?
2: Well, you know, it, it kind of flies in the face of my philosophy that you've got to putt. But, you know, Adam Scott can putt great. Sergio can putt great. You know, they, that's, generally, you, we see them not putt great, but they can putt great. Okay. Tiger putts great all the time. And, uh, Adam Scott hits great shots. You can't hit a good shot to 15. You have to hit a great shot into 15. And the same with Bubba. He has that potential and that power to hit more wedges than anybody else. And I think the first year Bubba won, he should have won by 10. (laughs) We called every shot and he missed putts all over the place and still won the golf tournament. So he ball struck it. He ball struck his way around there. There's a few anomalies in there. Uh, but for the most part, um, it's, it's, you know, Bubba putted great when he won the second Masters, I'll tell you that. Um, and Sergio made clutch putts, and it's that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's key clutch putts in that moment, that moment that only you can take advantage of. It's moment to moment. It's not a game of 72 or 68. It's a game of one, that one up and down, that one seven-footer. You know, that's what it is. That's what the game is.
0: Zing, I have to ask you, how many times did you hit the 18th fairway? Because, I mean, you'd love to hit that little smothered draw. How, what'd you do? Do you hit a big old push cut?
2: No, I hit a little baby cut there. Um, <laughs> that smothered draw, that's that an old age hook. That's an old age hook. <laughs> um, but I hit the ball pretty straight for the most part, and I just. Blended one out there, no problem. I love that hit, that tee shot on 18.
0: Yeah, it looks like Uh, one that that every golfer dreams of hitting. Was there a hole at Augusta that you loved to play, you got excited to tee off on? And was there one that you got to the tee and you went, oh, goodness, this one again?
2: Well, you know, I felt that way on most of the holes there at Augusta. Oh, my God, not this one again. (laughs) I mean, I just feel like Augusta is so hard. Um, And uh, I think it's a measure of your heart that if you play well at Augusta, I always do. Um, and rather than the holes that I really look forward to, I like the tee shot on 11 cause it was a 40 acre field. Um, but generally, um, the shots that sabotaged me were at the, in the par fives at the par fives. I never played the par fives well at Augusta national. And if you don't do that, you're you're done. You know, Bubba Watson killed the par fives. Tiger kills the par fives here. Adam Scott kills the par fives here. Um, you can't hit a mediocre shot into 13. You can't hit just a good shot into 13. You have to hit a great shot into 13. And when those guys put that ball on the green, as a viewer, as a player, I think that is a great shot. It just seems, you know, they're hitting great shots all day long. You know what I mean? When they put it on the green on 15, it's a great shot. It's not a good shot. Good shot goes over or comes up short. Right. <laughs>
0: All right, Zinger. I'm going to let you go, but I want I want you to give All me right, your, give me your give me your BBC producer one more time in your ear.
2: Uh, okay, Paul. Over to fifteen now. This will be Sergio Garcia's second shot. <laughs> go ahead, Paul. All right, Sergio Garcia, second shot.
0: Nailed it. Nailed it. See, you're ready. You're ready for Shinnecock Kills, my man. That's Paul A. Zinger. You can listen to him on the BBC. Paul, I appreciate it as always. Thanks for jumping on and enjoy the week. I mean, I I hope it's going to be as epic as everybody says it's going to be because the hype is, as you said. As high as I can remember for any golf tournament, not just a Masters.
2: Yeah, I agree. And who did Van Pelt pick?
0: Van Pelt picked JT, Justin Thomas. I'm going Justin Rose. Nobody's asked me yet. That's my pick. Justin Rose, runner-up last year.
2: He could do it, bro.
0: He is really, really good. Thanks again, Zing. Appreciate it. See you, man.
2: It looks like I'm a wreck.
0: It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Well, a big, big thanks to Scott Van Pelt and Paul Azinger. Both guys have plenty going on their schedule, so so glad I could fit both of them in. And I wanted to give a quick shout-out. Kevin Van Valkenburg of ESPN.com. He brought up that top five storyline deal in our little dorky golf chat we have a couple of weeks ago. I didn't want to feel like I stole it, but I did throw that at Scott Van Pelt and didn't give him credit there. So KVV, appreciate it. If you haven't checked out his article on ESPN.com about the Tiger return and what this week means and what watching him return means, it is definitely worth your time. He dropped that on Monday, so go to ESPN.com. Go to their golf page. You'll find it right there from KVV. Make sure you're signed up for that Clubhouse newsletter. I can't tell you enough. It is going to be the easiest place this week to find news, odds, storylines, videos, TV times, everything that you want, everything that you're going to need to get yourself set every single round. You can go to my Twitter page, at Shane Bacon, and pinned right there at the top is a place to subscribe to this. You can subscribe to the newsletter. It'll jump into your inbox in the morning. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is open it. Click on the leaks you want to read, click on the videos you want to watch, and boom, you're done for the day, and you are set for that day's Masters. Thanks so much for listening. It is going to be a really fun week. I cannot wait. As you can hear, I'm very, very excited about well, what is only expected to be a 2018 Masters for history. And, uh, you know, we'll see. If Tiger can play well, we'll see what Phil can do. Hopefully he doesn't wear that button-up shirt again as Thursday gets going. And then, you know, there is a host of young players that are itching to join Uh, that Masters dinner on Tuesday nights. Enjoy the Masters. I'm sure you will. Check back with us next week as we recap what happens on Sunday.